It's time to go into business for yourself. Get ready for another episode of the Franchise Academy Podcast. Education, insight, and inspiration. Here's your host, small business and franchise expert, Tom Scarda. Welcome to another episode of the Franchise Academy. My name is Tom Scarta. I'm a franchise advisor and coach by day, and apparently now a podcaster by night. So I'm helping people figure out the franchise industry, helping people understand the pros and cons of business ownership, as well as the differences between franchised and not franchised or unfranchised businesses, maybe. I am um, also the author of Franchise Savvy, number one bestseller book on Amazon Books. And if you get a chance, check out my new online course, 45 videos on how to buy a franchise. Just go to my website, thefranchiseacademy.com, and it's all there for you. I have a unique guest today, someone who had great success outside of franchising and now on the ramp for great success within franchising. So I have um, Harvey Hillier, who is a doctor of physical therapy. And he started Benchmark Physical Therapy, one of the largest physical therapy um, companies in the country, more than 300 locations, not franchised. Um, also was involved with Guardian Home Care, which is in-home health care and Medicare and all that stuff involved. Um, but now in 2013, Harvey founded Dermani Med Spa. And he saw like this was a fragmented industry, and it definitely is for sure. And so he's leveraging decades of healthcare experience and has already opened multiple locations on the corporate side, looking for great business partners on the franchise side of this particular business. It's got the systems, it has the proven um, scalable you know, entities that you need within the business to make it happen. And so now Harvey's getting into franchising and we're franchising the Dermani Med Spa. Harvey, welcome to the Franchise Academy. Thank you so much, Tom. It's a pleasure to be here. I really appreciate you having me today. <laughs> My honor. It's so cool. It's so great to have somebody like you on, on the show who has been in franchising and not in franchising. Um, so you started in 2013, but give us a little background. I mean, you're a physical therapist by trade, right? Yeah, I'm a physical therapist by trade. And, and like you said there, I you know, started a physical therapy company back in 1995. I uh, was blessed to be able to grow that to over 300 locations across the country. And, um, you know, as I was kind of, um, you know, moving towards an, an exit of that particular business, my wife has been in the med spa space for 20 plus years. So she's worked with plastic surgeons and, and, uh, and, you know, uh, been in aesthetics and done this for several years. And so, you know, it was kind of like, uh, kind of like uh, uh, peanut butter and chocolate coming together. A Reese's kind of made a lot of sense. So we actually, we looked at the space, like you said, it was very fragmented. Nobody was doing it with the consistent model. Um, you know, there were several value things that we saw that we were able to add through it. You know, those being a recurring revenue membership model, as well as, you know, transparency with pricing. It seemed like people were just trying to charge as much as they could. And we knew if we got to scale, we'd be able to, you know, continue that value value proposition. Um, and uh, yeah, so that's, that's the reason we kind of, uh, you know, opened up our first 
few locations, not with the idea of franchising to start with. And so I, I've later determined that that was actually a positive for us because uh, a lot of franchises, I feel like, start with the idea of franchising. We just started thinking we were going to run it with corporate locations. So we got really good at that and really got our systems and procedures in place for about eight years there. So that's the best way to do it, by the yeah. way. Um, <laughs> yes. Well, for, for people that, you know, start a business and they're like, I'm going to franchise this. And, and like, you've only had 10 customers. Exactly. Uh, that's a problem. Exactly. Uh, in my opinion, anyway. Um, so, that, so that's awesome. And so are you involved with um, Benchmark at all? Or did you kind of sell it or have somebody yeah. running it? Yeah, so I sold that. I sold my interest in that back in 2015, and so you know was was with some private equity partners for you know close to 15 years, which is pretty long on the tooth for those of you that know business. Um, so really, you know, uh, grew that with them. But as a part of their exit, I exited along with them. And so yeah, I was in my mid 40s, looking for my next life. And then you know this this med spa has been been great. Um, a big part of it is in physical therapy, people are coming to you and your entire job is to get them out. I'm going to work with you for six weeks and then try to get you out in this business. Our entire job is to keep you as a client for life. And so it's a real big, a big difference that, you know, as far as client retention is so much better in this business, in this industry. So well, I, I just have to say props to physical therapists. I mean, a physical therapists have, have helped me tremendously in my life. And I, I didn't have any kind of serious things. I know people have some very serious car accidents or whatever. I, I just had bad, you know, leg and back problems, just, you know, motorcycle accidents from years ago. And, and they helped me where a lot of other people couldn't help. Like, I'm a devout fan of chiropractic. Um, but, you know, chiropractic is more kind of temporary in a way where um, physical therapy kind of works it all out so it doesn't hurt anymore. So anyway, thank you for that service. That's really, um, it's great. The So for people who don't know what a med spa is, let's talk about what a med spa is and then what Dermani is doing in the med spa space. Yeah, absolutely. So a medical spa is is really um, it's 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 been around for a little bit now, but truly, you know, we're we're working on the aesthetic side of things. And so what that means is looking, you know, basically stopping the clock or even reversing the clock. I've got a really cool before and after picture that I love to share with people, and uh, I actually look younger now than I did previously because I was a Florida boy growing up in the sun and stuff like that. So it's maintenance procedures that can be done to be able to you know stop the clock and make you and, and make your skin you know, more vibrant and, and fresh looking. And so, um, so it's a really big trend, especially in this day and age where like this on a zoom meeting, the first thing you're going to do is look at yourself. And so it used to be, be people meeting face to face so much, you know, they didn't think about it as much, but now it's right in your face every day. And so, um, so yeah, so we, we focus on Botox and Juvederm, you know, we're top 25 in the United States with, with, uh, Allergan, who's the maker of Botox and Juvederm that's out of 50,000 providers. And so that means we pay less for that particular product. And we pass that along to our franchise owners as well. Um, and then also we do services like microderm abrasion, chemical peels, laser hair removal. So it's all things that are aesthetically based that, that, that are really geared to, um, you know, giving people long-term results. So it's not kind of the day spa area where you're just coming in and maybe getting something that maybe feels good for, for a temporary basis. The things that we're doing are going to help you long-term and actually create change in your, in, in your appearance. And so that, right. that's kind of what we're looking to do. So, so, so I, I hear the, so this is a crazy question. I hear the word Botox all the time. Like, what is it? Why, why would someone 
get Botox. I also have a couple of friends who are male and they get Botox. So what's you, up with that? Yeah, you hit the nail on the head, Tom. In fact, the biggest growth area for Botox and all of our procedures are millennials, or, or, uh, millennials and also men. And so people are getting these things done, you know, um, earlier and earlier. So Botox, basically, it just relaxes the muscles. And so it's really from here up. And so, you know, I, I've got I've got movement in my forehead still, but it just keeps it makes it so that there's less wrinkles. And so basically, you're getting less wrinkles. So it calms the muscles underneath the skin so that you have less um, wrinkles and basically and less aging on the skin. And so that's really what the purpose of Botox is. Okay. Yeah. So can you get it like around your eyes to stop like, you know, that kind of, what do they call that? Crow's feet or something? I don't even remember. Yeah, you're exactly right. Yeah, the crow's feet right through here, that, 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 that basically relaxes the muscles here. So you get it usually here, up in the forehead, in between the, um, in between the, the eyebrows and all those areas, like you say, that you tend to squint and get some wrinkles. That, that's, that's what it's for, and it helps. And it's really, it's really conservative. It's really you know, becoming a lot more acceptable. It used to be that, yeah. that everyone would say, well, I don't get Botox done. I just look like this naturally. But now it's become a lot less taboo and people are actually talking about it. There's a lot of stars, um, thanks to social media that have come out and touted it. And so really it's a matter, it's not a matter of, do you get it done? It's where you get it done. And that's certainly been a positive for our business. Yeah. Yo, that's fun. Uh, and I do know, like I said, I know people who get it. Um, I'm, I'm going to keep this particular podcast away from my wife. So. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, no, that that's super. So, so what um what are you guys doing a little bit differently that separates you from the average kind of uh, fragmented med spa that's out there? Yeah, so we started from day one realizing, you know, you've got to have a niche if you're going to open up a business. And so, you know, we came in, um, first of all, with the idea of a membership model. And so, you know, if you go somewhere once, you may go back again. But if you go six times, that creates stickiness, it creates relationships with that provider. And so we came in with that kind of a model and, and also a model where every dollar that our clients put into the membership, they can use towards services. And so that's kind of, that was kind of disruptive in the space. We also came in with the idea of transparency with pricing. It used to be a small, it still is a lot of places, a smoke and mirrors kind of a situation in the med spa space. And they try to charge as much as they can get away with, uh, without really telling you. So we just came through and said, Hey, listen, here's what our pricing is. Here's what our everyday pricing is. And we're, we're giving an everyday value. And so we knew that once we got to good scale and volume, like, being top 25 in the United States, you know, we're, we're paying less for that product, less for the, the actual things that go behind it. So we're able to offer that better value. And so that's really where we've been able to disrupt the industry and also going into like retail settings. Um, so we're going to be next to the whole foods and places like that. Um, whereas traditionally it's, it had been like tucked back in doctor's offices and places like that. And so we're really coming out. And so as people are going about their day, they're going to stop in, they're going to get their Botox, they're going to stop in and get a facial. Um, they're going to get a chemical peel and they're going to do this, you know, consistently, just like a gym membership. So just like you take care of your body through the gym, we're now the person, the personal trainers of your skin and people are getting this done day in and day out. So that's great. It's, and so what I, it's funny that you bring up gyms because what I love about gyms is a membership model, which means that every month, you know, people are paying their memberships automatically comes on, you know, you charge that credit card automatically. Um, so how, how are you guys doing that? What your membership of getting Botox or like, how does that work? 
Yeah. So what we've done is we've actually created silos. We've got a we've got a cosmetic injectables membership. We've got a laser hair removal membership, and then we've got a skin rejuvenation membership. So people can choose a la carte whatever if they may they may want one or the other. A lot of our clients take advantage of all three, um, and then our members also get discounts on products, which are skincare products, which are very helpful long term. And so it really keeps them in the ecosystem with all those different areas. And so they can pick and choose, but they but it, to your point, it's just like a gym member where you know their their membership is auto drafted once a month and then they have those dollars available to use as they come in once per month or once every three months in the case of Botox and Juvederm um, or another things like that and so it really does help with that consistency and and um, you know versus my physical therapy days where we would have to bill insurance and then wait three months to get paid now I'm actually getting paid before the service is actually done and and so it's it's a much it's a much better model from the business side of things for sure. Right. As, as somebody looking for a franchise, I mean, those are, you know, a few attributes that really make a lot of sense. Um, and, and I'm assuming there's somewhat of a barrier to entry on this. I mean, you just can't be any average person and just say, Hey, I'm going to open up a med spa, you know? And I think that's, that's what I love about this from the franchising perspective, because, you know, what I've got, you know, myself and my team, we have decades of experience working with physicians and things like that. And versus versus other franchise opportunities that are out there that really don't have much of a barrier to entry, anybody can throw up a shingle, you know, you, tr you need to have a, some medical professionals involved here. And so with the, with the, our team and our expertise of working with, with how to structure that model and how to identify those folks um, and get those involved that we really create a lot of value add around that so that's probably the big one of the biggest reasons i see with going with a franchise like this is because you've got that you've got that barrier to entry and you've got that structure with it and it's it's actually um the the, the folks we're talking about to be involved with this it is a real positive that they would want to be involved in it as well too because you know the nature of healthcare has changed not only the past you know, two or three years where, you know, do you want to be working in the hospital medical environment or do you want to be working in a, 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 uh, a center where there's a whole foods, people are coming in because they want to, it's a much better quality of life. And, uh, and so it, it's a very, it's a very easy sell to be able to get these professionals involved as well. Yeah, I, I totally agree. But so do you need to have a medical background to be a franchise owner? So not the franchise owner part of it. So you can be, in fact, that's, we tend to look more at the business side of things, the business owner side of things. You certainly can be a physician. And we have, we have a couple of physicians and nurse practitioners that have come on as, 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 um, as owners, uh, um, as, as franchise owners, but, um, you know, you, you're able to work with these physicians and we're able to help you structure that, uh, and help you to be able to structure that for your particular state and everything like that. So the first that's thing we look for is more the business side of things. Right. So you're looking for business owners. You're not looking for medical professionals. Not necessarily. Exactly. Yeah. That's, that's the first thing is, is the business side of things that we look for. So, right. Right. And so you have all those programs in place. Somebody can sort of just plug in and it's almost like uh, a business in a box. Would you yep. say that? Absolutely. And we've got the, the great thing is too, we've got a great medical director team that is several physicians strong at this point. So we're able to come in and help you identify those physicians and they can, you know, work with our, our physicians as well, too. And we've already got the protocols, procedures and things that we've been doing for, you know, close to 10 years now being open in 2013. We've got, we've got everything, everything figured out. And to your point, it's like a, like a business in a box for you. Yeah. So the, the thing that I find interesting and, and like, someone who's not in franchising might not really get this. So I want to make this clear. Um, you started a business. 
um, in physical therapy and, and worked it up to 300 locations with no franchising um, at all, uh, which is very uncommon, uh, you know, outside of like Starbucks, which everybody thinks is a franchise, but it's not. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and, and so then you decided, hey, I'm going to franchise this new concept. So I really, I have like two things, two questions. One is like, why did you decide to go franchising on this new concept? You know, the Dermani. Um, but also I want to make clear that the thing about a franchise is they could open up one unit, two units, 10 units, and it has, it has to have the mentality of being a sales and support organization. You're selling franchises, then you have to support those franchise owners. So you did that already for 300 units with no franchising. So you had to put in systems already for, for benchmark physical therapy. So franchising is almost like a cinch, in my opinion, for you. <laughs> in a way, am I wrong about that? I mean, I don't know. Tell me. Yeah, I think it's certainly a lot easier, you know, if you've already been there, done that as far as scaling across the country, because really this similar challenges come about when you know, or it's and similar things you want to have in place and systems to have in place. Because if you're, if you're, you know, if you're based in Florida and you're supporting something in, you know, Kansas City, you need to have that, you know, you need to have those systems in place to be able to do that. So certainly from that aspect, have kind of been there, done that on, and that's, that, that's been extremely helpful. Um, but yeah, to, to, to your first point, though, I think the reason we kind kind of saw that this was such a better model for franchising was because there, there wasn't the insurance component. And so we had a big insurance component with, with the previous business. Also, we were constantly trying to do new client acquisitions. So we had to have a big sales team in place. And so that really lent itself to, you know, having sales for multiple locations and things like that. However, this model was so plug and play with the membership model, with the direct to consumer, with the, uh, with, with the fact that, you know, the, the, the word of mouth, you know, pe people may talk about their physical therapy to somebody else, but unless that person has an ankle sprain, it's not going to do them much good. But this, you know, they're one person comes in, they're going to tell everybody about it and they're going to, um, you know, really create that buzz. And so all those things really sit, we just kind of looked at it and said, wow, this would be a great, and, and then also the value adds that we were able to bring, you know, you talked about the, 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 uh, the barrier to entry, so to be able to layer in that component, helping identify a physician. Um, but then also when it came to just just the vendor relationships and everything, we were looking at it. We said, "Wow, we this is there's a lot of value here that we can bring to the table for for potential owners." So, yeah, you know what's funny is as you're talking, I'm thinking about those a few years ago. My wife was invited to a Botox party. <laughs> yes, so is that like something that happens? Is that a thing? Yeah, so we'll do those in our facilities. And so this is probably my Medicare um, days and my my uh, my compliance days coming out, which we're running this like Medicare is looking over our shoulders too, which is a big thing. So certainly you can do that. But one thing with Botox is you're not supposed to drink alcohol before or drink alcohol after. So really, you can have a party, but you better have Kool-Aid there because that's really what it is. So we end up, we do sometimes have events in our facilities where people can do okay. that. And so, um, but yeah, that's, that's, but uh, yeah, but, but to, to your point though, it can be a social event too, and a social gathering where it used to be even and 10 years ago, it was, it was like, I don't get Botox done. Now it's like, Hey, let's have a Botox party. So that's the cool thing about the industry as well. Right. So. Right. It is opening up in that, in that way. Do you exactly. have um, like bridal parties or something like that, that might come in and 
Yeah, especially with some of our con more conservative. So if you're going right before an event, there's a lot of things that can, because we're really giving you long-term results, there are some things that can cause bruising and things like that. So you certainly don't want to do that right ahead of time. But there are some things like our hydrofacial and our dermaplaning and our microdermabrasion that are more conservative. They get, let them walk out with this nice glow and that real fresh feeling kind of gets all the dead skin off and things like that. So there's a couple of things like that that really lend itself nicely to, you know, being able to team up with local, you know, uh, um, bridal event companies and things like that. So there's a lot of, a lot of community interaction that can be done through this business as well too, which is really fun. Yeah. A lot of fun. Definitely for sure. Um, the, the market is obvious, like who you're going after. So I, I yep. get it. Yep. Um, the, so I want to ask you, what does Dermani mean? If, if yeah. anything? Yeah, that's, that's a good one. So basically, you know, my wife and I were kind of trying to figure out a name that was something that could be trademarked because, uh, you know, there's a lot of things out there that, you know, you can't really trademark. So we wanted to make sure it was something that was unique. And so we were just playing with uh, with beginnings and ends of names and and Durham was kind of obvious because that means skin. So that was that was a good little front one. But then we were looking actually at baby names and we came across Ani and it's 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 a name uh, um, of, 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 of European origin that actually means very beautiful and so we're like wow dermani it means very beautiful skin and so that that just that's kind of how that name came about and uh, plus it has a nice ring to it and it also it can be trademarked and so it's really that's that's how it came about cool yeah so you coined the name exactly that, exactly that so awesome and I was always and, wanting to make something up like a Ver like Verizon did or something like that. So it's kind of cool. So that was kind of my bucket list too, to have a company that had this kind of a name. So I was like, wow, it was kind of cool that we were able to do that. <laughs> yeah, I would say that's pretty awesome. Yeah. So good. So um, I wanted to talk a little bit about like sort of the franchise industry um, and how you guys fit in. Um, is Is there any... Um, like advice that you received as, as a young entrepreneur uh, that you hold today to be like some of the best advice you ever got. Yeah, that's a good one because, and that's one of the reasons we got into franchising as well too, and the, the, is because some of the best advice that ever I've ever received is surround yourself with people that are, um, you know, you've heard surround yourself with people that are smarter than you, but really it's, it's surround yourself with people that compliment you and compliment things that, that, that you, that, that you want to have and you want to see, because not everybody is good at everything. And so that's the first thing I realized is that, you know, I, there, there's certain things I'm really good at, but there's certain things that I'm weaker in. And so when it came to our corporate team, certainly, you know, I've done that, but then what's also been fun is with franchising, we've had several of our, our current franchise owners come in and they've had great ideas. And so it's this collective genius that you get together with that really helps to propel the business forward too because these are folks that have been you know like one of our franchise owners was a vice president for enterprise rent a car and so that that really he brings a lot of things to the table with that another one have been franchisees of planet fitness for quite a while so they brought a lot of a lot of value in there another was an executive with pfizer another's a, a physician with the cdc and so there's some really cool dynamics that we have coming in with our with our franchise owners and so surrounding myself with people that that really bring a lot of value that's some of the early advice that I got that's really proven to be real powerful. Yeah. Great advice. And, it, and it's so true. Um, and, and, and I love that. I also love you become the person, the five people that you hang out with most. And, and so, yes, it, that's it's from always good. That's from my teenage son today. I told him that I think earlier today. So I think we're right. At, yeah. So that's, that was very apropos and good timing right there. So, yeah, there you go. <laughs> I remember when I was a kid, um, 
in my my grandmother who you know my grandparents are italian descent so in in broken english she would say i didn't understand the wisdom and how great it was back then she would say show me your friends and i'll show you who you are mm, i love that and i'd be like what the heck does that mean you know and yep, yep, <laughs> then i get older and i'm like oh and then i have kids and i'm like mm. <laughs> exactly <laughs> <laughs> You're exactly right. No, that's great <laughs> advice. I I may jot that one down, Tom, from my uh, from from Grandma advice. That's a good one. Yeah, they always they always had the best, and there's a million of them, right? You could probably write a book about it. Absolutely, absolutely. What's um one myth that you could break about either med spa or even franchising? Yeah, I think I think especially I think the med spa side of things is really what comes to mind um, because you know it, it it's actually kind of a fun myth because you know the myth is that if you get Botox done or you get any of these med spa procedures done you're gonna have a frozen face you know you look at the movies they always make fun of it and I have to laugh but you know you you know that you can't hardly drink you people pouring drinks in their mouth and it's flowing out the side you know it's good so it's kind of funny but truly that is a myth and and you know most of, most of the procedures that we do are really going to be you know more subtle and really, you know, um, kind of stop the clock and reverse it, but you're not going to get a, you're not going to get a frozen face or not be able to use your mouth if you get, if you get Botox. And so that's probably the biggest myth I'd like to bust today is that yeah. it's more, it's okay. a lot more, it's a lot more subtle than that. So, so almost like a Saturday Night Live skit where you, you got Botox, <laughs> now you can't drink, you're pouring it down your shirt. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yep. You're a, you're a fan. So I had a, Bring up Saturday Night Live. I love it. Yeah, that was part of my childhood right there. Yeah, amen. <laughs> Me too. Um, so if there's somebody out there listening in and they're thinking about just franchising in general, what advice would you have to so for somebody who is kind of on the fence uh, about franchising? Yeah, I would say certainly, you know, do your homework in the industry. Like I said, I think the big thing is as you're looking at stuff, um, you know, I've, Obviously, I'm biased when it comes to the to the uh, to the to the franchising side of things because I'm doing it. But when it comes to that, do your homework. You know, make sure that um, first of all, it's something that you can be passionate about that that you want to enjoy. I think that's the first starting point because you know, um, you know, if you're getting up doing something day in and day out, you want to make sure it's an industry that you really enjoy. You know, make sure it's a growing industry, something that's got some long term potential. Um, you know, I think there's a lot of uh, fatty things, f a d d y things that kind of come along, and so try to see something that's going to get some long-term, you know, potential and things like that. Um, and then, and then, yeah. And then obviously, you know, I would say also make sure that, um, th that you kind of look at all the details. Cause the cool thing about franchising is, is that there's a lot of information that is required to be, to be disseminated. Um, and then also, um, um, so it's, so it's very easy to do a lot of homework and learn a lot about a franchise opportunity. So certainly do that homework ahead of time. So, yeah. I'm so glad that you said that it, it is, in my opinion, it is the most transparent investment you could make. Yep. You know, I mean, I, I share with people all the time as I work with candidates looking at franchising, I'm, I'm going to implore you to call every franchise owner in the system if you can. Yes. Or a, a good, I mean, and then I have 30, 39 questions to make those calls really efficient and effective. And, uh, and by the way, if you're listening to this podcast and just go to my website to get those 39 questions for franchise owners. Uh, it's at thefranchiseacademy.com. Um, any parting words of advice that you might have, Harvey? 
Yeah, I would say just I would say just you know it, it's like anything that that uh, that you do if you if you do want to get into franchising, um, it, it, it there are good policies, procedures, structures in place, and that's the reason to get into franchising because you're hopefully um, uh, getting imputed a lot of lessons that have been learned, and and you're getting systems from like for our business we have we've made a ton of mistakes and we've gotten all those. So it wasn't until we actually felt like we were clicking on all cin- cylinders and had everything. Moving Moving, that we even contemplated franchising. We didn't start with franchising in mind, as a matter of fact. We just started with the idea of running the business. And so um, and so certainly that could be the case. But on the other side of the equation, it is still work. So you've got it, you're getting up and you're putting in the time. So if you do decide to get into, um, become a franchise owner, uh, just know that it is going to take that, especially early on, um, you know, that that dedication and, and that that commitment and uh, and the focus. And so that's, that's probably my parting advice is make sure that it's something that you enjoy doing and, and you can you want to stay focused on it is the biggest thing. So that's it. You got to be excited about it now in a year and five and ten years out. Yeah. Um, yep. Not just today. So exactly. It's got to be something that you uh, enjoy and that respect. Uh, but it doesn't have to be your hobby. That's my big thing. Don't yes. Don't make it your hobby or your passion, but make it something that would be enjoyable. So Harvey, I want to thank you for your time. It's so great to have you. Uh, you're just a wealth of information about building big business. It's just been phenomenal. And, um, and we'll see you at a franchise conference soon, I'm sure. That sounds perfect. Thank you for the time, Tom. I really appreciate it. And, uh, and God bless you. And I appreciate you having me on for sure. Well, thank you. God bless you too. And for more information about the Dermani Med Spa, go to thefranchiseacademy.com. We'll have all the data there. You can go straight to their website, which is dermanimedspa.com. And um, let them know that uh, you heard it on the Franchise Academy. And uh, we'll see you all soon. Thanks a million. This has been another episode of the Franchise Academy podcast. For more info, go to our website, thefranchiseacademypodcast.com. Remember to subscribe to Tom Scarta's YouTube channel for educational videos on franchising, education, insight, and inspiration.